Welcome to Empowered Conversations. I'm your host, Susie Petrozzi. This podcast will take you on a journey of personal growth and self-discovery through conversations with special guests that will inspire you to live the life of your dreams. Get ready now for an Empowered Conversation. Hey everyone, welcome to Empowered Conversations and gosh, I'm really excited to introduce my next guest to you. Um, I've got Brad Goodchild joining us today. Um, I'm going to tell you just briefly about him and then you're going to hear his story. Um, Brad is a leading yoga instructor and founder of Bikram Yoga 5 Doc in Sydney and again, someone else who's just up the road in our backyard. So we're very, very grateful to have such an incredible um, offering um, very close to us for those of us who live in Sydney's um, inner west. He's been a teacher for over 10 years and has been teaching to over 550 students each week at his studio, probably some variability there over the last few months with COVID, but he's, he has taught well over 10,000 students and witnessed, I imagine, some incredible changes, shifts, you know, improvements in people's um, with people's physical um, health issues, um, mental health, and just growth. And I imagine that this is probably, I would guess, you know, most fulfilling part of what he does. So, um, Brad, hello, and thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thanks, Susie. I'm really excited to be here and have a chat to your listeners on my favourite topic <laughs> of personal development and power conversations. Thank you. Yeah. So um, just for our listeners, I just want to do a little bit of a context. I have known you for some time. Um, John and I, so my husband, for those who don't know, we attended your classes, I think probably for a good year, a few years back. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it was that was such an incredible growth for me and it's it's almost like I needed something to help me through the growth that I needed at the time so the experience for me was um oh it was it was really insightful so much learning that happened for me on an um emotional level but also physically because I remember having a an issue with my knee and I just remember thinking in one of the one of the sessions, um, I remember that disappearing. So I've been fascinated with what yoga can do to us. And I want to start by asking you how you came to yoga. Well, um, I certainly didn't grow up even knowing what the word yoga was. So <laughs> I feel like it fell in my lap. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So I was at a stage in my life, in my career, um, uh, I was working as an accountant and I'd built a very successful career as an accountant and, you know, had been working for larger companies, um, like Paul's Milk, Ice Break, internet banking companies, you know, and I'd, I was doing everything right and had sort of worked my way up to be finance manager and I don't know if you've ever had that feeling on the surface, everything looks great, but mm-hmm. underneath I was um, feeling very depressed, um, not enjoying my work at all, um, not having a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. And I just put it out there, look, what am I meant to do with my life? I'm grateful we've got to this stage, but this isn't what I want to do forever. And 
when I asked that question and said, where am I meant to go? I saw a sign that said, breathe the fire, Bikram yoga. And that was 15 years ago. And that's when I did my very first class. So um, tell me, where was that? You said, breathe the fire, Bikram yeah. yoga. That was actually um, in Vancouver, Canada. I had taken a year, a gap year uh-huh. and went traveling, just bit of soul seeking where am I meant to go next and that's when I took my very very first class Mm. so and I thought you know I was fit and healthy I was in my 20s at the time yeah (laughs) um I went into the room and I was the one lying flat on the floor tipping water over my head or panic (laughs) (laughs) but I had a powerful moment I looked next to me and there was a man and he was in his 60s and he was just calm, he was focused, he was balancing. I had never seen someone, and in your 20s, 60s is really old, I don't think that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I agree with you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But at the time that was old and I hadn't seen anyone of that age so connected and moving with their body and I thought there's something, Uh as hard as it was, there was something really powerful going on in this room and... I didn't know I would do it the rest of my life, but I knew from that very first class I had to find out what was going on. Yeah. What was going on? Why am I panicked and why Ah. is this man so doing this beautiful thing with his body, flexible, calm, breathing? Uh I saw him using his eyes in this visionary way when he looked up to the ceiling. I just saw him use his eyes and... Uh, I I don't know his name, who he was. I never spoke to him, but he left a very powerful image in my head of what the human body can be. And I wanted to find out more. I was, yeah, it left me wanting to find out more. Definitely. So, so the words that, you know, there there were no exchange, there was no exchange of words and that's, that wasn't even warranted for you. It was seeing him. It was that that image of him, strong body, and 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 what you said, um, the way that he looked up in such a visionary way, it so that touched something inside of you, stirred something. It did, it did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because I had done gymnastics as a kid, uh, and I hadn't done anything like that for years and years, mm. um, something inside of me lit up when I did this to my body, and I just knew I wanted to keep going Mm. and um, yeah that's where it all started and um, I wasn't a committed student I was too busy um, partying on my weekends to prioritize (laughs) the yoga at the time well that's fair enough (laughs) but but at least I I just kept showing up once a week once a week Uh once a week then after a year it was twice a week Uh and then one day there was a um workshop and I've moved back to Australia by this point and Bikram yoga had just started up this was in Brisbane at the time so mm. it's the early years of Bikram yoga in Australia mm. and there was an international teacher coming in and my studio owner said to me Brad I think you should come and attend this and I thought attend yoga on my Saturday really and she says yes and I mm. said all right I will and it was a day workshop and that's when I started to understand the depths of the philosophy and how it can be more than just something to get more flexible, but how it can be a deep transformational 
process if you commit to it and do it regularly. And I just started to um, go deeper into my practice at that point where it became less of a hobby and something more of um, part of my daily ritual. Mm. But that took a few years to get to that stage. So so how old were you when you went to Canada, you did your first class and then you attended this course? Yeah. And what was the kind of age difference? So when you went to Canada, you were how old? You were in your 20s. 24. Mm-hmm. And then? Yeah. You did the workshop. How many years later was that? Uh, about 26. Mm. So about two years into my practice. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then, so, yeah, so so what continued to unfold for you? I was going to my job and I wasn't, it, it just started to feel heavier and heavy going to my job and the thing that made me feel good was at the end of the day driving across town and I used to have to drive across the city traffic and there was only one studio in the city and it was a little room in a car park that was really packed out at the time because it was the only studio at the time Mm. and it was the one thing that would make me feel good after sitting down all day crunching Mm. all the numbers all day long I would go there And so it started that I was starting to feel good. I was starting to breathe better. I was feeling more flexible. I started to practice more. And then it made me care about my body again. Mm. I started to look in the mirror and I started to see my body changing. Um, I wanted to eat healthier again. I started to care and love myself again. Mm. Yeah. So... It was, and it wasn't an overnight process. It wasn't even a conscious thing. It's just, yeah. just something that happened class by class by class. Yeah. But what's interesting yeah. about that is um, you did ask the question at the beginning, um, you know, what am I meant to be doing? What am I meant to – what is your purpose? And you – I imagine you stay connected to that question and you continue to – Absolutely. To kind of follow those yeah. internal – um, hunches around what next. Yeah. So, so yeah. none of this, yeah, none of this. I imagine is overnight. Not, not imagine. None of this is overnight. Has happened overnight. But um, yeah. it's given you, you know, even just f- for the two years that you're you're talking about, or maybe a little bit beyond that, you're saying like to come to a place where we can love ourselves again. Like, yeah. I mean, that is the. That, that's that's why we're here, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because um, my mum got very, very sick through that period too, and passed mm. away through that period. So mm. it was it was another outlet um, and a healthy outlet rather than doing the stuff I'd done in the past. Yeah. 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 Okay. So so I had a lot of stress going on outside, but there was it was like a sanctuary for me, and that got you through, um, huh? It did, it did, yeah. It was like a safe place to go where the people were supportive and mm. uh, you were made to feel welcome and it was, you just knew you were doing good things for yourself. Mm. And, and I also started to lie on my mat and visualise leaving my job and having a studio. I thought it felt impossible, <laughs> but I thought I want one of these. This is what I want to do. It's the urge 
around that third or fourth year started to come, can I do this? Ah, can I make this change? Can I right. make this a bigger part of my life? So yeah. the more I practiced, the more I wanted to um, make it part mm. of my life in a, in a deeper way. So, mm. And you know yeah. what? I just I, I so want to pause there because you just asked such a potent question. Can I make this a bigger part of my life in a deeper way? Yeah. Like yeah. I think we should – we need to be asking ourselves that question, particularly if we're, you know, if we're in a place where we're feeling heavy. You know, you use the words when you, as you started to practice yoga, yoga, you kept going to your work or even before that, but you started to feel heavier and heavier. And something yeah. is off in that situation. I don't know what that's called in yoga. I'm sure in yogic philosophy that there is some term for that. But what do you call that? Like, I know he's a psychologist asking an obvious question, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I just want to draw, dis- yeah, I want to draw that distinction that we're in that space, we feel heavy, so what are we going to do, you know? And and all along what I'm hearing from you, Brad, I don't know if it's because you're curious by nature or you, um, you're relentless, determined, whatever it is, but you ask these really big, um, big questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure there's a word for it for feeling heavy. I think the yoga philosophy just says doesn't matter where you are, whether you're feeling heavy, unhappy, depressed, too old, you know, mm. too sick. The philosophy is always just come in, doesn't matter where you're at, and do what you can. Just mm. let yourself go through the process. Mm. Um, yeah. That's and let, let let yourself feel it. Like that's something that I started to learn to do. Like when my triggers and emotions were really heavy, I would try to escape them or run away from them or get angry at mm. them or judge them. Mm. The yoga says you're allowed to have them. It's mm. okay that you're feeling what you're feeling. Just learn to lean into it. Lean into that discomfort and let yourself go and just trust the process mm. and let yourself go through it and then when you're through you feel lighter so yeah. Yeah. that's what the practice taught me around feeling heavy mm. um whatever you bring into the room you go through the post the process over because Bikram yoga is a 90 minute class in a heated room go through mm. the process you leave just feeling lighter more mm. open Mm. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. I do remember your teachings um, and a lot of the other teachers when we were going, and they were the right things said at the right time that I needed to hear, and it was like yeah. something just unraveled. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of teaching that's um, woven through the classes, of course, because you're living that you're 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 living that philosophy. But I want to go back and then. I ask you where, you know, so what happened, what continued to happen for you? You know, you continued to embrace this. You were laying on the mat. You were envisioning yourself having yeah. a studio and, you know, you've got a studio. How did that happen? Um, a few things happened altogether. One, when my mum passed, I asked deep questions and I said, um, you know, life's short, Brad, what are you going to do from here? And mm. so that happened. So that was a big trigger. Mm. And at the same time, I'd done everything right to that point. I'd been through school, got good grades, went to uni, had a good job, had a successful career. I was doing all the right things. 
uh, had bought a house and then the global financial crisis hit mm. and I'd taken some bad advice and put my money out of my property into shares right before that happened and I lost everything. Mm. Mm. So it was like, oh my gosh, I've lost the closest person to me in my life. I've lost my money. I did all the right things and this is where I'm at. It was like all mm. bets are off now. <laughs> I'm not mm. playing it safe. Mm. And the few months later, I signed up for the teacher training program. Uh, yeah, went overseas. I quit my job. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen The Matrix. Yes. And they talk about um, you can take the blue pill and yes. go back and yes. see your life the same <laughs> as it was before. Or take, or you get to take the red pill and go on your adventure. So you took the red pill. <laughs> I took the red pill. Awesome. I decided to take the red pill and go. Yeah. And when I was at my teacher training, I came back. I'd crossed a threshold, a line in myself. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh-huh. I said, I'm going to make this happen. And I didn't know how because to start a studio mm. meant starting a business. Mm. I'd never had my own business. To start a studio meant um, having a large premises. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Bikram Studios, our premises is 400 square meters. Like, mm. So I had to, a lot of things, you had to have capital to fit out. There was just a lot of council approval, headquarters approval. There was so many pieces of the puzzle that would have to come together. Mm-hmm. And I got back from training and just said, if they all come together, it's meant to be. And two years later, they did come together. It feels like a miracle that it did. And boom, the birth of the studio happened. But there was just this unrelenting urge that got stronger and stronger and stronger to keep going and do it. Mm. Um, Wasn't about being safe. Wasn't about doing what society tells you you need to do and, you know, have that successful career and keep going. This was coming from another place. Mm, That's interesting, isn't it? How, you know, as you say, you you were saying, I did all the right things. You know, I got the job and I was moving up. A lot of us can fall into that, doing all the right things. I mean, I could have stayed uh, doing the same thing with my job and been, you know, very safe in how I was doing that, moved up, no doubt, but... Would that fulfill something inside of me? And I guess, well, it wouldn't have because there was always that stronger urge. Do you see, do you see, can you recognize those that are going through what you've been um, in your class? So, students? Absolutely. Absolutely. I teach, as you mentioned before, we have you know, 80 to 100 students a day. And Mm. the powerful thing when you're teaching yoga, you start to look at someone's body and um, you start to get an intuition of what that person's going through and where they're Mm. at. And I see a lot of people in the boat that I was in Mm. 10 years ago wanting something more, um, asking, is there something else for me? Asking those deep questions. What's my purpose? Mm. What does this all mean? I see students asking that all all the time. Yeah. And I think the yoga attracts those people asking those questions because it's a very deep practice. Yeah, right, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And, and I see some students 
go on the call and uh-huh. students ignore it. So uh-huh. I, see, I see both sides of the coin. Um, yeah. And yeah. what happens to those that ignore it? Do you see them drop off or do you, do they kind of, I don't know, do they make it through? Do they kind of reach this threshold? Um, I don't think it's wrong to not take your calling. I think we all have a different path. Mm. Um, but I do see some students just come in with their practice and, for example, they might do once or twice a week and that's all they will ever do and they do that for the next 10, 20, 30 years. Mm. So for them, yoga is about um, maintenance. Mm. Yeah. Some people choose to use it as a tool um, where they go into a full immersion Mm. and I see things happen where they may start their own business, something, Mm. uh, that relationship Mm. they've always wanted shows up. Um, Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you can see how it helps to transform their life. Yeah, the body body changes, they might Mm. leave a bad relationship. So everyone's calling different and Mm. it doesn't have to be a – a yoga studio like it was for me. Like mm. I'm not saying working's bad. Most of our students work full time, but they've whatever area it is starts to grow and evolve yeah. when they immerse in the yoga. Yeah. 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 And it's so yeah. interesting you say that because yeah. I remember when I was doing practicing yoga, this is before um I tried Bikram maybe over, I don't know, quite a while before kids. And I remember thinking I'm wanting to do teacher training because I felt that that was going to give me something, something deeper. And I did do that. And I got so close to doing the teacher training. Then my teacher had a baby, right, which is really interesting. And then what that did, because if she she was there, I would have definitely done that immersion training. But what it did is provided me something else, provided clarity for my own path. Now, because I'm someone who can be really committed to something and kind of just take it by the rein, sometimes I can not see – kind of miss the destination or miss the miss the kind of clues along the path that I realized well actually what yoga's done is helped me clarify my own purpose you know and and taught me given me some great tools to then do things differently my own practice particularly around retreats when I was doing that so I love how you share that and how you remind us that it's it's a different path you know um now back to your path though Brad um you know you talk about your journey from being an accountant, going to work, feeling heavy, and then yeah. discovering yoga and, you know, yoga and opening something else inside of you. And yeah. then you starting your own studio. Now, I'm sure that wasn't without challenges along the way. And I'm sure that there are many challenges that continue to present because you're someone who's committed to personal development, to growth, to spiritual growth. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've encountered that you've had to overcome that we can all learn from? Yeah, yeah. Well, when you do go and start your own business, you soon learn the infrastructures you had in nine-to-five work go, you know, Mm -hmm. annual leave. (laughs) Yeah, hello. (laughs) Long service leave, having an IT department, having a marketing department. (laughs) That is all out the window. Wake up call. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
you know, a Bikram yoga studio is not something you just can mm. grow um, slowly. Like some people can grow their business, stay in their work and build it up slowly. This was mm. um, needing a lease, a fit out, teachers, um, everything from day one. Mm. And opening, I soon realized the responsibility to have a business that's seven days a week, classes in morning, classes at night, 30 classes a week. Um, You've got a payroll, um, cleaning responsibilities, like cleaning, all Mm. that, Um, marketing, growing your business. It Mm. was just a responsibility and a commitment on a level I hadn't experienced before. And Mm. I certainly wasn't ready for it. Um, Energy, the level of energy financial and financial resources needed mm. to, to get it off the ground so the challenges I had was definitely um, getting very burnt out the tank getting empty mm. trying to just keep everything going and going and going when there was nothing in the tank mm. and my my dream of owning owning the studio very soon felt like a nightmare in my early years, definitely mm. because of that. Yeah, because of the long hours and you haven't got the community grown yet, so there was little income. So I was working seven days a week, losing money every day, not knowing had I done the right thing, mm. and just experience uncertainty on levels I had never experienced before. Mm. Um, so that is a challenge and that is still a challenge to this day. That's never gone away the last eight years since mm-hmm. opening. Mm-hmm. And um, now that we're a few years in, you, you get better at it. You get more help along the way. Mm-hmm. You um, learn to delegate more. But the responsibility is much more than what one person can handle. So you're reliant on a lot of um people and a community to keep it all going yeah and so I I, and I soon learned can I tell you a quick story please (laughs) when I had an empty tank Mm -hmm. a student a student came up to me and um just said to me um and I was I remember I had taught I just opened I taught all the classes the Mm -hmm. late class I had to find the energy to teach. Only two mm. people had shown up. I was just oh, yeah. absolutely wrecked and I had to find the energy to teach this class. And the student said to me, you are the luckiest person in the world. <laughs> and I burst and I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> in front of her in the old studio. <laughs> had to, and I ran out the back and just threw myself on the floor. And yeah. I didn't know how I was going to get up to teach this final class. Mm. And then at that rough bottom, this voice came to me and said, this has all come together for a reason. Mm. I've got, I've got your back. Yeah. You can do this. And Mm. yeah. So Wow. It's interesting how we can actually hear that voice when we hit rock bottom. Yeah. Isn't it interesting? Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, you know, you hearing that um, and then the students saying that, it was like that. It was like that trigger to hit rock bottom so you can hear that voice. What? Absolutely. What did Absolutely. that do to you? What did you get from that? 
the biggest thing for me is after that I realized you can only do this if mm-hmm. you're looking after yourself, number one, and mm-hmm. keeping the tank full, that yeah. was the biggest thing from yeah. that. Yeah. So um, the, the, the biggest lesson is your body mm-hmm. and your health is going to be the vehicle that fuels everything else. Yeah. So you need to, whatever you've got going on, get your sleep, eat the right way, mm-hmm. stay on your mat, keep up your practice. Um do all of those things, whatever it is for you, sit in nature, um, go for your swims, whatever it is for mm. you, keep that tank full first. Allow that to be the priority. Yeah. Because I wasn't like, letting that be the priority and yeah. I couldn't. That's a classic example of being empty and just having when something like that happens, you're not – in, in a good space and that mm. reflects and that's seen all through your community. So, mm. yeah, yeah. It's a big so, responsibility. Yeah. Keeping your tank full is mm. something that I, I learned very quickly and you need to be responsible for that and make it a daily practice. You know, when you say habit. that, one of the things that I continue to learn, even as we speak, is this loyalty to myself and yeah. the way that it's been unpacked for me um, is loyalty to my soul um, mm, because yeah, if I'm not yeah. having that loyalty to my soul, that soul that communicates to me through my intellect, my emotions, well, then what What the hell is, you know, what's the purpose? Like why freaking even do anything if I'm not loyal yeah. to that? That was my wake-up call on a whole other yeah. level. Um, and so I believe we all have those wake up calls, but, you know, listening to you sharing that, um, and that importance of keeping our tanks full, like that is, that is a non-negotiable anymore because I, I don't know about you. It's non-negotiable. It's non-negotiable, but Brad, I want to know from you, you know, given everything we've gone through in terms of, you know, this particular, especially this year, what's your sense about, what we're all needing to learn and what's going to help us through, I imagine, more challenging times to come? I think it's interesting what the world's going through now. It feels very similar to when I described what it was like when I opened the business where mm. I just had no idea where things were going to land. Mm. Um, experiencing uncertainty on um, levels I hadn't seen before and I think the world's catching up and going through that period right now mm. I think there's a lot of gifts and uncertainty I think mm. tell um, me about that I think if you're following your purpose you will be going on a road less traveled mm. and you're not it, it's not certain and you have to um be able to just be with yourself, listen to that voice, let it guide you. And um, rather than forcing things to happen, let it unfold and be okay with where you're at and just keep doing what you can control. You can only control what you do every day. So I think in uncertainty, do the things you can. If your tank's full, you're going to make better decisions. Just make mm. the best decisions you can. Stay open. Listen to that voice and just 
keep taking that one little step forward at a time. Mm. And when you're in those uncertain periods, it, it eventually gets revealed and it's mm. often an amazing gift at the end of it. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if, if you lose your job or something uncertain happens or relationship ends, you know, just allow yourself to have that experience and learn from it if you do the work on yourself there's going to be something amazing around the corner so Mm. yeah I think it's for me I think it's managing uncertainty Mm. yeah like being in a health and wellness industry we through COVID had to close our shop for three months Mm. I didn't know if I could um, even reopen the studio when I would be allowed to if Mm. I had to um, renegotiate the lease. You know, a lot of things now had to fall into place to go into the next level. So Mm. those three months, it was going inward. It was was journaling. It was just setting up all the um, systems, getting all my facts together, putting – I had to put my accounting hat on Mm. and just really look at where everything was at and get a deep understanding of everything as possible and then Mm. see what opens. And it was pretty amazing where where we could have landed from worst case to best case. You Mm -hmm. know, we've landed in a really good position because of that. Yeah. But it was uncertain the whole way through. So. Mm. Um, when you're following your purpose, that's just what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and yeah. what's interesting is your process in navigating that. You know, one of the things you mentioned yeah. was journaling, um, and I imagine this is part of also keeping your tank full because in journaling we can get so much insight, yeah. um, not get caught up in um, doubt, judgment, yeah. questioning. So that's a big one. I um, yeah. Yeah, um, you're Brad. You're so you have so much wisdom, you know, so much wisdom, and it really comes through. Obviously, comes through because of your commitment to yoga, but which is really commitment to your own purpose, your own growth here. Um, I I know you've touched on some of this, but when you look back um, to well, you've been teaching for over ten years, practicing for more. How long have you been practicing for? Uh, 15 years. 15. What have you received from your yoga practice? Oh. (laughs) Like have you got an hour? (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's definitely the physical aspect. I feel healthier and more lively, more energetic, much more at 40 than I did at 20. Mm. Um, So there's definitely the physical aspect. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like I've got access to um, lots of different tools and resources that my yoga practice teaches teaches me because mm-hmm. um, it teaches me breath connection, it teaches me concentration, teaches me patience, mm-hmm. teaches me uh, determination and balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so those qualities that we all have are sometimes a bit dormant and my yoga practice gives me access to them and lets me harness them and and use them Mm. yeah yeah 
Yeah. That's I mean, the biggest thing. Yeah. I feel like I know my body. I know its potential. Um, so, yeah, that's the biggest thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a deep connection to my body. And I've, the other thing it's given me is such a appreciation of my spine. It sounds strange, but our spine before yoga, mm-hmm. I didn't ever think about it. I didn't, it was just, slouching or just Mm. lots of sports all that sort of thing which I'm not saying is bad but when I started yoga and started working into my spine every day I realized that's such a um amazing thing to do for your energy for your confidence Mm. for releasing trapped energy from the body keeping yourself light talk about heavy the moment I started doing a lot of work on my spine I was able to release a lot and become a lot more lighter energetic as a person and Mm. whatever I'm going through if I go in and do the, the work on my spine when I leave I get clarity I have deeper insights into everything and um so it's it's just a for me, it's a tool that I use to mm. step into the shoes of who I want to be every day. I love so, that. I love that. Yeah. 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 That's, um, that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Mm, you've given us so much. And, and really what you – I think one of the things that you're also talking about but you haven't mentioned but you are talking about it in a way is this conscious awareness of of things how you attend to the world you know you talk about attention concentration well that each time um unfolds this whole other new level of awareness absolutely absolutely it's like before i was always caught up in a in my drama cycle Mm. now i just sit back and observe it i'm not caught up in it i can just sit back observe and and it takes a lot to knock me off my perch these days. So, mm. yeah, whereas I was always off the perch in the past. Mm. So that's what it's given me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. a lot of people can relate to that, especially with everything that's going on. It's almost like this is a time, well, not almost, I believe that this is a time to really practice staying on your perch. Um, and, and we yeah. have so many tools to be able to do that. Um, yeah, yeah. And. Mm. My tool's been Bikram Yoga, but I know mm. people have got other incredible tools. I talk to students who use a lot of different tools, whether it be like journaling or reading or um, meditating. There's, there's so many amazing tools out there mm. to use for this. Mm. Yeah. So you explore them, find out what works for you. Yeah, mm. exactly. There's no excuses for that, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, Brad, um, tell me, what is your vision for your life here? It's a big one. <laughs> I ask a lot of questions and ask a lot of questions at once. <laughs> uh, Although my, I've my, been really nice vision. to you. <laughs> Sometimes I ask big questions. People say, oh, okay, yeah. that's a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. okay. my, my vision is definitely I'm so proud of where the community's grown and evolved mm. over the last you know, 10 years I've been teaching, eight years of having the business. Mm. So my vision never really changed. It just keeps growing and evolving. Mm. But any person who comes into the space has the platform to do the work on themselves um, mm. to add value. And mm-hmm. as a community, that's been the Bikram Yoga series. Mm-hmm. My vision is to expand that and have other personal development tools as well. Mm. 
Yeah. Wow. But really important that in that community, mm-hmm. um, my vision is always that it be respectful, safe, um, and a place that you can keep growing and evolving. Yeah. So that you can keep getting great results for your life and following Mm. your purpose. That's the big Mm. thing. Yeah. Just a part of me just wants to pause and acknowledge you for, for what you've created and what you've um, given, you know, what you're offering to the community, not just the community, the geographical community, but beyond. Um, Yeah. It's it's really incredible, like to be part of that community, to to be part of the teachings that are imparted through those classes. It's very empowering, um, and I thank you for that. Oh, thanks, Susie. It's um, I think it's a wonderful exchange. Um, the teacher to the student, just what goes on each class. Um, there's a lot of, I call it like planting little seeds that start to grow and it just keeps going. Some seeds grow straight away. Some take years and years to grow. So, mm. Yeah. It's yeah, kind of like what you, a, sorry, it's kind of like what you said earlier. It's, you know, we got to follow our own path and we have to be patient with that. We don't know how long someone else has been working on their path and we don't know when someone else is just coming in. Yeah. And you asked before um, what happens if someone sort of just takes the blue pill. Well, I think everybody's different. For some Mm. people, change, a little bit of change is massive. Mm. Um, So it's different for each person. And I've just learned as a teacher, my job is just to be the messenger, like you become your own teacher in the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So – Really, I just want to, as a teacher, hold the space mm. for you to have the experience you're meant to have, whatever mm. lessons you're meant to have. And just sometimes that voice we talk about gives me a little message. I mm-hmm. share it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I find yeah. that incredible. How um, well because as teachers, you are present um, and practicing and embodying that philosophy that what then comes through for students can be pretty mind-blowing in terms of the messages that are said, in terms of what's happened that day when you come into the room, into the, you know, to do your practice. Um, And I'm sure there's a lot of other, you know, um, what shall I say, practices that can deliver that. Um, but I, I, you know, when I look over my life, I have to say yoga has been pretty pivotal and powerful in terms of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because yeah. it's very intentional I think, I think around it's pow- that. It, it's powerful too because it's not um, just reading something and um, it's not just conscious learning. Like you actually mm. hear it while you're putting it into the body. So yeah. it goes into the nervous system, into the unconscious mind, into every muscle. You're, um, and it's something you can keep repeating and keep doing. So it becomes mm. very, very powerful. The things you hear work into the body on a deep unconscious level. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Massive. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm receiving so much from our conversation today. It's just, it's so, it's, it's amazing. And um, thank you. Um, I one last question I have for you is: Are there any messages, key messages that you wish to share um, with 
those that will be listening in? Um, yeah, a few things. I'd definitely say one, the body is the vehicle that makes everything possible. So definitely make that a priority. Um, two, I would say if you're following your purpose, you will have to step into the arena. Mm. Like for me, I'm actually quite introverted and worked as an accountant. So to step up, mm. be a teacher, be a business owner, all of my strengths and weaknesses were put out to the world on display. Um, Vikram yoga is quite polarizing. It's it's quite a challenging practice. Some love it, some don't. So I've had everything said about me. So um, good, <laughs> by good, who students? Good, good, good and bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I've just had to, you know, learn to be in the arena. Yeah, and just accept that's part of the process. Yeah, and just. Yeah, get more comfortable with the spotlight being seen, expressing your opinions. Um, mm. But just, yeah, just learning how to ground and hold hold the space, yeah. I think. So that was a big, big lesson. It's and not for the faint-hearted. Yeah, yeah. And if you are deciding to go into business, I went in very naively, I would say, if it, if. You love what you do, that's amazing, but that's not going to be enough to make your business successful. Mm. You're going to have to be a really good manager and also be a really um, strong visionary, Mm. which is a different set of skills normally to your craft. I got into business to be because I wanted to be a great yoga teacher and make yoga teaching, you know, my career when it's probably just one thing that I do, you know, Mm -hmm. have to. I have to be a good marketer, I have to mm. be a good manager, I have to um, always make sure everything else is, is going on as well. And I have to have a vision and be um, bringing people on board. So it's, it's, a massive, yeah. it's a massive commitment, a massive amount of energy. But the rewards are worth it. Yeah. But just, just be prepared for that as well. So, mm. yeah. Does that come a little bit more... Yeah. Um, uh, seamlessly than say what it used to. So all of these things, you know, being wearing all these different hats, do you feel like it's not always um, because there are some things that I don't like to, I don't like the marketing side of my business, but, yeah, you know, yeah. we have to maybe being a visionary comes easier to me. I don't know. It depends what it is, but, yeah, I'm just curious for you. Uh, it comes back to the tank. If the tank's empty, it's yeah. if the tank's full, I, it flows and you love it. <laughs> so mm. it, it, comes, it really comes back to that for me. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. What I wanted to say to that yeah. when you were sharing that, you know, being an introvert, because I would identify as being an introvert, um, I need my dose of connecting with people. But I, what I noticed is that it's easier for me to do that, to, to lead, to do my thing and be in the arena, as you say, if I've had my um, quiet time, my introspective time. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a big part of my message. Make sure you um, allow for that. Mm. That's not negotiable. I guess yeah. one more thing I had to say. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of crises show up my business at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say... Get really clear on your values 
that's so important. I didn't think much about my values for years. Mm-hmm. So when you're clear on your values, for example, one of our values is to come where a um, respectful studio mm-hmm. and we offer a safe space. Mm. But before, even though that sounds simple and obvious, before when I wasn't conscious of that, there was things that would go on in my business that weren't okay mm-hmm. and caused a lot of problems. And now, um, because I'm very, very clear on that, that we have it as a safe space, everyone's respected and the teachers respected, each student's respected, all the properties respected. Mm. Um, the minute something falls out of that, I'm able to set a boundary very easily yeah. and very respectfully with that person. So kind of protect protect your area. Mm. Um, I would have saved myself a lot of pain if I got that advice earlier on. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we learn, don't we? Yeah. I mean, I can, I can. that really resonates for me. I think when I got clear on my yeah. values, it made decision a lot easier and setting boundaries, knowing when to set boundaries. Exactly, exactly. That's a yeah. very, I'm so glad you shared that because that's, that's, that's an important message. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Brad, I'm grateful to you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing um, your journey. Um, what's oh, next Susie, for you? This is so good. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> oh, it's very, um, what's the word? It, I just feel immersed. I feel like I've just marinated myself in some, you know, in, in some amazing, um, inspiring wisdom that that connects to my own wisdom and you know brings it out and and I guess that this is the you know that's the whole intention of the podcast to to yeah. as we share your story as you share your story to help others do that to help yeah. them touch onto their wisdom their own voice their own guidance yeah. and to trust in that and get out there in, in that arena now that arena may not be you know kind of public public in that sense but yeah, arena of, yeah. you know how would you describe that arena can be you know well mine's a Bikram yoga studio at the moment mm-hmm. yours is um part of your arena is a podcast mm-hmm. it can be yep. um whatever vehicle's right yeah. for you yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Brad. I look forward to seeing oh, you. Susie, this was an amazing conversation. Thank you. <laughs> thank you it. for having me on your podcast. Pleasure. So grateful. Thanks for joining me today on Empowered Conversations. Subscribe to the show now and then head over to my Facebook page, Susie Petrozzi, for free personal growth and self-discovery tools that you can use today to be present, be powerful and be on purpose. See you next time for Empowered Conversations.